0: art to spark trolls and charge tolls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores legendary items with the dragon bones and
1: iron it's a grand theft of elder scrolls simon's quest with toe and earl locking shoes to ever clue easter eggs and gaming news the botus need some bad dudes to crash a crew like bandicoot all shit and gaming and glitch control issues control issues
2: well yes yes y'all yes y'all yes Yes, y'all well this is control issues i am the
0: amc and this is a dove you can find us at control-issues.com that's a dash which is a hyphen in case you're wondering you can go to your podcast provider make sure you look for control issues download it subscribe to it rate it review it let us know you're out there uh, head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod. We got some gameplay videos up there for you to enjoy. And you can also head on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. We'd love to hear from you.
2: Yes, yes. A dub. We are in this. We are in February now. Yes, yes. We're in that Black History Month. Yes, yes. Are we going to talk about our favorite? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Our, Our favorite ones. games With black characters Yeah A right. list which has not
2: changed Since there hasn't been Any new ones Yeah Has there, has there been one like, I mean there There is the uh, Was it CJ The CJ <laughs> mod In Sekiro
0: That was And, and Big Smoke uh, <laughs> As guess. the sword saint yeah. That was awesome
2: I think that's the closest uh, Terry Crews in, um Was it in Crackdown Crackdown 3 Yeah That's about it yeah, that's <laughs> thing. I think yeah. that's all we got that's <laughs> all Takes care of that segment <laughs> It's a long way. But yes, A-Dub, let's get right into it. What have you been playing? Well, not much has changed since last
0: week. I'm still chipping away at Darkest Dungeon. I actually made a huge... Not Darkest Dungeon, excuse me. I'm still chipping away at moonlighter and i have great aspirations of getting back in the darkest dungeon which is why i had that freudian slip so yeah moonlighter i've made tremendous progress i have fully upgraded my shop i have an assistant i have display cases decorations that give me stat boosts for the performance of the shop i mainly focus on increasing the amount of tips that i get I think I have it at something like 150 or 160%. So like I'll sell something for 50 grand. I'm getting like a hundred grand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm making I'm making the patrons more apt to give me a juicy tip. I also have a couple things that cut down on the number. A shoplifters to come through so i don't have to come out from behind the register profiling <laughs> yeah because when they come in the shop you can see it's like a little a little beanie with a mask is there a thought so you know like oh this motherfucker about
2: to steal some shit <laughs> you can see what they're thinking yes
0: I mean, you've been doing this shop thing for a long time. You you kind of understand you can what your customers want. You can profile. You know, look, you buy. Hurry up you and get. buy. <laughs> I feel sorry
1: for your mother.
0: But yeah, man, I'm I'm making just millions a day. I've maxed out my equipment. And one thing that I did that I didn't expect was that as I made it to later dungeons and fought different bosses... I noticed that I was gonna have to switch up my weapons and play style because uh, I the one boss that gave me the most trouble was this giant snake, like a mechanical snake. It's you know very reminiscent of Zelda's snake, where it's moving around. It's got different attacks for the different body parts it has, the different segments of its body. So. It was fucking me up because I had to chase it around. I'm trying to hit these segments. Each of the segments is shooting some different kind of fire based attack at me. So I'm burning, getting hit, trying to swipe. I think I got it down halfway and it just finished me off. So I came back at it with the bow and arrow. So that allowed me to create distance, especially since modern games are so dope, because even if stuff is off screen, it's still there. So I could shoot arrows in the general direction while the enemy was off screen and if I hit I hit so that gives me more time to you know see the attacks that are coming being able to dodge being able to maneuver it was kind of a bullet hell kind of thing going on but I'm just keep shooting my arrows keep getting these free hits I don't have to get close to it and eventually wore it down didn't dig too much into my potions got my treasure, went back to the shop, sold everything for millions. <laughs> and now I'm on the the fourth dungeon. So the way the game works is that there's four dungeons. Once you complete a dungeon, you get a key. And once you have all four keys, you can unlock like this vault. And I have no idea what's inside of there. Maybe it's another dungeon. Maybe I get some more gear to upgrade or something or maybe gear drops I don't know or maybe it's just the end of the game so we'll see but the fourth dungeon is the tech dungeon so that's all everything's lightning based all the enemies lightning I've upgraded my weapons I've upgraded my armor and I'm still getting served in there because the the environmental hazard that's the most prominent in there is electrified water I didn't know that I'm Walk, I'm walking through the water. I'm standing in the water just taking damage. What is happening? How are these enemies hitting me like this? <laughs> uh, the enemies, their their attacks are fast. They electrify you, so you're taking damage. And it's, oh, man, it's it's a nightmare. Uh, hopefully, I figure out some way to overcome all these challenges because the, the normal ways in which I would do it are no longer accessible to me. Like I said, I've maxed out my... I've maxed out my weaponry. I've maxed out my equipment. So, I can't get any kind of statistical advantage. Now, it's coming down to skill. So, that's where I'm at with Moonlighter. Still thinking about Darkest Dungeon. I'm starting to come up with strategies. Accepting that, you know, you're going to lose a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, no big deal. But, AMC, what have you been playing?
2: Yes, um, I have been playing a little bit of this and a little bit of that, mainly focusing on that Octopath Traveler, um, have all the characters now, um, I pretty much did all I could in each town that I initially passed, where meaning uh, referring to the side quests, and so now it's time to branch out and go on to the second chapters of each character. Other um, lo- locations are presented to- towards me so I know exactly where I need to travel, and uh, it gives me um, an indicator on what level I need to be to um, start those chapters, or at least to like play through them without terrible difficulty. And um, so at this point, uh, I'm, I'm kind of in a weird space where I have... My main character the protagonist the first character i chose um i can't take him out of the party so that's how you know he's the protagonist Mm. his level he's sitting at around level 21 and the last character i got is at level 10 so there's a little bit of gap between their two levels and it kind of staggers from there with each character i picked up subsequently from the first character to that final eighth character uh so at this point i'm making my way towards the next chapter but i'm also making a point to kind of grind it out and level up my uh, lower tier characters uh so yeah i'm not in a rush to get to the next chapter i'm doing actually more exploring i'm taking notes as i pass by caves because the caves as you enter they'll let you know kind of what level you need to be at or at least the level of the enemies that will be in the cave and so i'm taking notes because i'm passing across like caves that are like level 30 so i definitely can't handle any business in there and then um, anything that's a little too low i know i can pass by so i'm just taking notes to so i know to go back and explore certain caves Um, so with that yeah it's kind of an open-ended situation with uh, octopath traveler which is pretty cool because i can just explore grind get better weapons do all that good stuff um with that i also sat down i played uh, a match of overwatch just because i felt like I wanted to go in there and see what's going on. I've been hearing Blizzard news and then uh, Overwatch 2 news. And then, as we discussed last week with the addition of how they're going to have the hero pools, I just kind of had an itch, and I wanted to get back into that game and just give it give it a little test just to see where I'm at, see where I where I hold up. And, yeah, so I jumped in. First match, uh, played as Lucio, which means I was locked in, into support and won my first match. It was great. I definitely like, struggled in the first Like, I think the biggest things with those games, I had to learn the controls really quickly, which isn't too difficult, just to know, like, where things are mapped. And so I got that pretty quickly. But then I had a couple early deaths, and that had to do with just positioning and, like, forgetting, like, okay, like, like my guys are here. I don't want to get caught in this area where the enemies can cut me off or just, like, get out of position where I'm I'm supposed to be in there supporting and not pushing the front lines. So with that, like, um, I quickly got got a little understanding of like my my bearings kind of learned relearned the map because it was one of the newer maps and then also kind of just got an idea of some of the newer characters abilities so that like i wouldn't uh, throw myself out of position with those characters and their abilities so with that kind of got things underway turned it around held down um the second control point and so we won the match played one more won that match and then i i jumped out (laughs) So I just wanted I just wanted my taste of it, but um, just get your fix. Yeah, and it's immediately the game is just right where it needs to be. Um, I definitely got my excitement for Overwatch Two back, and uh, it just like cemented the fact that that game just still holds up as one of the best uh, team team shooters out there. Um, so yeah, with that, let's get into the topics of the week. Top- topics, topics of, of the week. week. You know, we got to lead off um, with. The company that has provided one of the best selling games of all time. So A dub, what you got for us coming from Rockstar?
0: Well, as reported by IGN, it is with a heavy heart and a tearful eye that I let you guys know that Rockstar Games co founder Dan Hauser is leaving the company. Elvis has left the building. Yes. As you guys know, Dan Hauser has been the head writer on most of Rockstar's games, I mean we're talking Bully, we're talking Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead 2, GTA 5, all that stuff, yeah, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a statement uh Take-Two said, "After an extended break beginning in the spring of 2019, Dan Hauser, vice president, creative at Rockstar Games will be leaving the company. Dan's last day will be March 11th, 2020." We are extremely grateful for his contributions. Rockstar Games has built some of the most critically acclaimed and commercially successful games, game worlds, a global community of passionate fans, and an incredibly talented team, which remains focused on current and future projects. (laughs) Yes. Now, as you know, Dan is only one half of the Hauser brothers, so Sam is still there. I'm pretty sure Aaron Garbutt is still there, Um, one of the... Other only notable departures from the company was Leslie Benzies amid the controversy of royalties and back pay that he was owed <laughs> for the success of GTA five. So, you know, this whether it, whether you know who Dan Hauser is or not, this is tremendous news. Just it, it's I mean, this guy has been an innovator, a pioneer gta has been one of the most influential and largest franchises in gaming for like the past 20 years something of that nature at least 10. uh like amc said what gta 5 one of the highest selling games of all time red dead redemption 2 i mean they achieved storytelling and character performance perfection with that adventure uh they They brought Max Payne back, gave him that man on fire spin. You know, they gave us Bully, which took us into the the open world high school environment, playing tricks, doing chemistry tests. (laughs) I mean, they've been all over the map. Rockstar is one of the finest companies. Of course, you know, we've yet to see what effect this may have. At least we have the reassurance that they have projects in the pipeline both in the near term and the long term so it'll be interesting to see what comes next and how the company grows and moves
1: forward from this loss which can only be loss yeah which can only mean negativity it'll never be the same yeah times are changing and change is bad it's like the colonel only used 10 herbs and spices there's the 11th one (laughs) R.I.P. Troll of the week. 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 This isn't such a deal. Maybe things will be better now. Things will never be good again. <laughs>
0: a lot of conflicting opinions and stances but they all arrive at the same core of trolling as you can already tell today's trolls are coming sideways dan hauser saying his goodbyes and leaving on a high note riding off into the sunset with his head held high this isn't a shame moment this is a dan hauser moment first troll says Does this mean that Rockstar Games will have good storylines going forward? Will I be able to run in town? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A response to that troll says, They're still Sam, so no. (laughs) 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 Implying neither of the Hausers are good writers. Uh, And then there was a response to the response where a troll says, Better storylines than most JRPGs these days. (laughs) Everybody getting it in this Dan Hauser story. Nextroll says, means they can get a decent writer. <laughs> Nextroll says, well, RIP Rockstar. That might have been Dion Cole.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Nextroll says, truly an end of an era. RIP GTA 6, Red Dead Redemption 3, Bully 2. This Rockstar ain't making no games now.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is like, depending on the perspective, is either a great thing or a bad thing because things had either been bad up to this point or been exceptional (laughs) yeah and
0: we'll never be good yeah (laughs) Uh, next troll says this could be the beginning of the end for rockstar could be got him on suicide watch Uh next troll says basically a crippling blow to rockstar (laughs) basically basically (laughs) next troll r.i.p rockstar one of the most innovative companies since 2001 With Benzie's long gone, and now
2: the better Hauser,
0: their future games are toast.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like, um, so when, like, this story first came out, like, all the news immediately just went negative. Because when, like, rather than, like, I guess saluting this dude's, like, um achievements and accomplishments giving him those 21 guns yeah it quickly just went to speculation and everything was just about like oh like the corporate culture was so bad when he was there what does this mean or it's like could he not get along with his brother and so one of them had to go (laughs) (laughs) the superior brother (laughs) yeah (laughs) like everything just went straight to like how can we make this bad
0: (laughs) and then of course there are the conspiracy theories because uh, uh, a while ago dan had made a statement saying that gta 6 would be a tough game to put out in this current political climate because you never know who you're gonna upset so there's speculation that his departure may be because of that like you just can't make gta anymore (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because they were worried about that in the past. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. Next Troll says, signs of trouble at Rockstar. (laughs) Uh, Next Troll. We got a lot of trolls on this one. R.I.P. Rockstar, one of the last great developers, is preparing to take the big nosedive, everybody. If if his brother leaves two, it might be curtains. Mm. Because, you know, Rockstar is two people. Yeah. Nobody else worked on these games at all. None of the thousand people worldwide that helped bring these games together (laughs) hasn't, like, observed them or worked with them or
2: been a contributing factor to any of the creative side of the game. Yeah, they didn't mentor anybody. They worked in a bubble, (laughs) and then the game just, like, dropped out from a door one day.
0: (laughs) Sam and Dan took all the pieces (laughs) to put them together by hand, going uphill both ways in the snow they were in the rain they (laughs) were the crunch all the crunch was done to them yeah and only the a thousand hours a week (laughs) last troll says extremely boring and overrated games that appeal to kids who just discovered porn seriously i saw zero creativity in their shallow games zero creativity so Just in Last Gen alone from GTA 4 forward, they were among two developers who embraced the brand new physics from Natural Motion being their Euphoria engine. The only other developer being LucasArts using it in Star Wars The Force Unleashed. With your boy Starkiller just making stormtroopers pop lock with that electricity. It was some of the best stuff I ever seen. Uh what else have they done? They created the open world genre or at least popularized it. Like after GTA three. That's when there was no such thing as open world fatigue before there was open world, and there was no open world before GTA three showed y'all how to do it uh they also revolutionized the just the quality of character performance and storytelling that could be in games a couple of qualities that were elevated by cd project red with the witcher 3 and then one upped by Rockstar, again, with Red Dead Redemption 2, with your boy Arthur Morgan, with the whole gang, your boy Dutch Vanderloond, all of them. All of them. I mean, it's, I saw zero creativity in their shallow games. It's, it's ridiculous. Get out of here with that yeah, nonsense. they
2: set the standard for open world games, and... Yeah, just if all you have to do is just reference all the accolades, all the achievements of Grand Theft Auto 5 and its online mode and you just know that they've set the standard for what these games need to be and for what other developers would want from their games moving forward and you realize how their impact in the industry and the creation of GTA
0: Online, one of the most popular online experiences ever created people have always wanted to co-op gta or play online they got it and not only do they have it but that it's been supported with free content continuously it's outstanding it red dead online they brought max Payne back rockstar has done so much they've pioneered so much for this industry they've been around forever and if you don't know the history of the gta franchise all the way back to to david jones Then you might want to go read some books, do some research, figure out what's going on and how some of the games that you enjoy today were influenced by the example set by Rockstar, by the achievements that they've garnered with the GTA franchise, with the Red Dead franchise. I mean, they went from showing GTA three at E3 around. Uh, so long ago i mean this was so long ago but nobody coming to see their game instead going to see some other game that whose name no one can remember at this point in time since then, haven't gone to a show, still have the entire gaming community on pins and needles waiting for an announcement, a screenshot, a remark of what their next project is going to be, where it's going to be located, what kind of mechanics are going to be involved. I mean, they they also just took the marketing to the next level. It's anything that you want to talk about with Rockstar and how they how they make their games, how they market their games. They've taken things into just the stratosphere to a level where they're, they're leading other developers, man. And it's, this is a, a big loss, but you know, at the same token, when you've been doing this kind of job for so long, when you've been crunching for so long, (laughs) you need a break. And you know, we're going to give Dan the salute. You take your time. Thank you for everything that you've given us. And, you know, hopefully this isn't the last time we hear from you. Hopefully you take all the riches that you've amassed, open your own studio, make your own
2: games. Yeah, and if anything, like, the idea that change is bad. I mean, if anything, what we've seen, uh, especially coming from Rockstar, a company that was... I guess you could think about uh, somewhat known for having multiple different titles as you had mentioned bully uh out the ones outside of red dead redemption and the gtas that we've been seeing lately um the change might also lead to a possibility of seeing some possible new ip coming from them or some changes of how they even approach games that we've like this generation set that all up with like just seeing how gorilla was able to change up how they how they uh, develop games and then putting out um was it going from uh, i'm trying to think of what the uh the first person from, shooter was kill zone yeah, to horizon yeah from going from kill zone to horizon yeah and just seeing how these changes can lead to i guess just um further advancements within the company and so yeah this change could ultimately end up being something that is fresh and uh, a new breath of fresh air for the company that is rockstar So the idea that like, oh, this is an RIP moment because they lost somebody, I think is, it's, um, you're really just overlooking the possibilities. It's a huge misgiving and a
0: big discredit to, as we said, the hundreds, thousands of people worldwide who have been working on these games. Like you only find out about this stuff because Rockstar did it. The idea that a thousand people could work on a single project, the, even with their development process most developers take about a month or two to give their games final polish rockstar was the only developer talking about taking a year to do that and it reflects in the overall quality of their products on day 1 they are usually top grade and if they aren't they're ironed out within a week it you just don't happen across this kind of talent this kind of dedication and, of course, because they have those going for themselves, they happen upon some of the greatest success in the gaming industry.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's move on to the next topic of the week. We're not going to get the outro. Oh, yeah. Let's get the, Get the troll Scurry. All right. Run your ass off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Zero creativity. Yeah. Troll of the week. 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 Their games are so juvenile. They need better talent. Only twelve-year-olds play their game. I mean,
0: brought the the cinematic, just like big Hollywood budget blockbuster film style action the games in a way that was just unbelievable doing the heist robbing the banks <laughs>
2: yes let's get into the next topic of the week top topic of Of the the week so uh we got some news coming from the recent earnings calls that have been uh coming from the different studios as of late and so yeah let's just hop into a couple so this is a quick one we'll stick with a take two on this one this coming from outer worlds um So, in an earnings call that's coming from GameSpot, Take Two announced that Outer Worlds has sold over 2 million copies. Oh, snap, but that's the better watch out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess the thing notable here, one that's. that's a great achievement, selling 2 million copies. And this is also without including um, how many downloads there were on Xbox Game Pass. So, yeah, that's showing that sales-wise doing really well. And then with the support of Game Pass, um, yeah, that's a, it's a good sign for Obsidian moving forward. And once again, um, further, uh, I guess, further acknowledgement that Microsoft might have made the right decision by scooping them up. Uh, the next earnings call we'll move over to, it has to do with Activision, uh, this having to do with Call of Duty and the Battle Pass. So, yeah, um, just to set this up a little bit, um, coming from, this is somewhat of a redemption story, so coming from Black Ops 4 not having a campaign, Activision says, "All right, well, we're gonna put in a campaign now in Call of Duty. Mm. So, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, people are happy about that. Then, call of duty world war ii they got loot boxes people a little upset about that a little (laughs) (laughs) next thing you know we're now moving from loot boxes to battle passes in call of duty modern warfare and so this is an update on that now so um during activision's q4 earnings call on February 6, 2020, the company president, Rob Kostic, answered a question about how removing the season pass for Call of Duty Modern Warfare has affected player behavior and, and in-game revenue. He then talked about how removing the season pass and loot boxes and replacing those systems with the battle pass in Modern Warfare enabled more transparency to players so they could see what their money goes towards. That, he says, has worked out really well, as evidenced by a double-digit percentage growth in in in-game spending in Modern (laughs) Warfare over Black Ops 4. Double-digit. Yes.
1: So, So
0: people, people were upset because other people were spending money on loot boxes i was like okay we'll give you that battle pass instead now people are spending more money <laughs> this is hilarious man it's like you guys got mad at loot boxes all right fine you got battle passes now is whenever you tear down one thing there's going to be something else that takes its place and it's going to have an even greater effect so i mean what what do you really want here
2: yeah, I think like this is kind of if anything, it's noting that they're gonna have to make their money on the back end, regardless. Um, and there's gonna be some people who are, no matter what, gonna be upset with monetization. But then they're showing that, well, if we switch the practice, maybe it's a way that can engage the public where they'll it'll be a little more palatable and show the. And so, I guess it was first established by Fortnite and their battle pass system. Other games started to pick that up, and then Call of Duty. Apex. Yeah, Apex, and then Call of Duty picked that up, and with the success of that, they're showing that there's further engagement and that there's more spinning, so I guess the demand has dictated that Battle Pass is okay, Loot Box is not okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah and so I mean so hopefully the, I mean hopefully we can
0: march on into the future now and continue to innovate instead of fighting over what you can sell
2: and how you can sell it. Yeah, well I mean it's also it's something that we've always talked about is that the companies have to make their they're going to have to find other ways to make money especially if they're not going to Raise the price of these games. And so that's where monetization comes in. And so with that, they tried out loot boxes. First, they had microtransactions, and people were just upset with that in general. Then, I don't want to buy things. Yeah. Then they moved over to the loot boxes, and people were like, actually, I want to be able to purchase the thing that I want. And I, I don't want to buy random things. <laughs> yeah. I want it random. And then so we land at battle passes, which is a good blend of the two. The thing with loot boxes is that, um, For some people, like with myself, when it came to Overwatch, what I enjoyed about loot boxes is that I can still earn things without having to purchase things. Because there was a period of time where there were things that were just locked behind a paywall, and you could not access them. With the introduction of loot boxes, you had access to them, but it was random. And so the people who were paying felt like they were getting slighted. With the Battle Pass (laughs) added, now both people have possibilities of getting things. It's just with the Battle Pass, if you pay for it, you have one you can unlock it a lot faster and two you have access to more things um as you unlock things but um both people have access to the tiers and so it's seen as a more fair way of unlocking things uh for players and i can get behind that it's um if the if the developers can find a way to monetize their game post-launch and then the consumer can also get things from their continued support without having to possibly pay for it or uh in a way that they seem as fair i think that's a good middle ground for the industry so that we can get past the bitchin
0: yeah people are happy about it then i'm happy about it yeah (laughs) so in keeping with activision news we got another topic of the week top topic of the week also brought to you by ign (laughs) Activision's planning to release several remasters in 2020. AMC, how do you feel about that?
2: Um, It depends on the remasters, but yeah, I mean, they've had success with their remasters as of late um i even think that there just seems to be an enjoyment of remasters uh this seems to be the golden age of everything because anything that you liked they're doing that for you if there's a demand there's a way and they'll make it happen there'll be more stories with remasters uh with the next topic but yeah i mean i want to see what games they have planned and um but yeah i'm i'm all for these remasters
0: yeah
2: Activision's bringing
0: reimagined experiences and remasters. In 2020, they say they will continue to tap into their portfolio of beloved IP to bring several remastered and reimagined experiences to players this year. So, is there any Activision game you can think of that you'd like to see remastered or reimagined?
2: No, not really, to be honest. (laughs) Damn. Um, Hmm. Yeah, nothing that comes to mind. I, I wasn't really... As, as I think about it, I'm not sure if I've really gotten into a ton of Activision games. I'd really have to look at it. I mean, like, Spider-Man 2, we have the modern-day Spider-Man game that is already killing it.
0: Well, if they could find some way to bring Web of Shadows into the modern day, I think that would be hugely successful.
2: Um, I'm trying to think what else, like, is out there that I was, like, really into. I never, I never was really into the Call of Duties. Um, yeah. I mean, I they would have to announce it for me to be like oh shit they made that game okay i'm kind of interested in that (laughs) i mean there's obviously like the talk about tony hawks which i I wouldn't get back into it but i'm I'm sure people would be excited to see tony hawk finally brought back um yeah other than that i can't really think of anything else i'm wondering i just have
0: one little inquiry i'm doing here on the web i just got to be absolutely sure before we move on it's a game that i loved deeply and i wish that it would be brought back in some way or another however it is an ea title so i'm not going to bother with it at the time (laughs) not because of ea but just because it has nothing to do
1: with activision
2: okay well let's get into the next topic of the week topic of Of the the week. week oh yeah so um this coming from the Wii U this is this, this is uh in line with the the story of redemption that is we discussed Activision's redemption now we're moving on to Platinum games and one of their games getting a possible redemption
1: oh. and
2: this being the wonderful 101 oh snap <laughs> so yeah uh this is a Wii U game released back in 2013 to positive revu- reviews and lackluster sales because Wii U. Yeah, Wii U, as discussed last week, sold, I believe, around 13 million units. So that ain't enough units. You would have to basically sell to the entire user base in order to make a good uh, profit on your games. And yeah, with some games, they might not have seen the possible success financially as. Would have been represented by maybe the the critical reviews of their games.
0: You no, know, like you said, the critical reviews for the game were great. It was well received, and anybody that I come across on the web that has played the Wonderful One Hundred One, it, it's one of their favorite games. Yes. They say that it's done a lot of good things. It was well designed, and they're very excited about remaster however there's a there's a little extra information that comes with that i'm right, not done i'm not
2: done yeah so there was a kickstarter for the one of wonderful 101 and uh yeah so this uh this coming from Eurogamer. this starting on february 4th less than four hours into the kickstarter campaign platinum games the wonderful 101 remastered has smashed all initial funding goals so, Platinum's Damn. Wonderful 101 Kickstarter has now surpassed its initial 500k five hundred K top-end target, meaning the campaign's initial three stretch goals have been unlocked. Including
1: as, that PS4 version.
2: Yeah, as such, Wonderful 101 Remastered will be heading to the Switch, PS4, and Steam. And the developer has also revealed next the next two stretch goals, promising a time attack mode at the $1 million mark and a brand new 2d side-scrolling adventure known as lucas first mission at 1.5 million and there is an update to that now from your gamer so on february 9th which is today the wonderful 101 Remastered's kickstarter campaign has now successfully uh smash it's 1.5 million stretch goal damn prompting platinum games to add even more goals damn yeah so this game is uh scheduled to re- the remaster is scheduled to release in April 2020 so we'll be getting that this year
0: this is about to be the most definitive definitive edition ever created
2: yeah i mean uh what's pretty crazy about this this was uh wii u exclusive so now it's going to be multi platform um it's interesting to see that they had to reach out for a Kickstarter for, with, with this game. I believe that they had already discussed uh, remastering this game or the, the want to remaster it before um, they had uh, partnered up with Tencent and received their huge funding. Um, so, yeah, with this game, uh, they decided hey why not reach out to kickstarter see how much of a demand there is behind this game uh these come come from two of the heads that worked on uh okami and oh i just lost the other game in my head but um yeah two notable games and so yeah uh this game had its success when it came out uh, critically but didn't sell well and now it's showing that there is a demand for it so this is a chance now for this game to get remastered um, I definitely will be picking it up on the
0: Switch oh really? Yes. I'm going to love peeping that
2: yeah and um, I might it, pick
0: it up on the PS4
2: yeah it was one of those games that I, I remember I demoed it at I believe at a Comic Con like years ago when it came out so before 2013 and I was like damn like this is one of those games that has me interested in the Wii U but then as you heard more about the wii u and realized like ah, i can probably pass on all these great games we're now seeing that all those wii u games that have made their way over to the switch have seen incredible success uh financially and. Um, so with this why not throw a wonderful 101 on that pile of games and so yeah it's awesome to see that not only is coming to the switch but also coming to multiple platforms and yeah we'll we'll see how this game continues moving forward and just in case this
0: is the first time you're hearing about this or you're still interested in contributing the kickstarter campaign it still has 25 days to go yes amazing uh,
2: Let's move into the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. Oh, we have so many ways we could go. A-Dub, um, what you got with, you want to go with Below, what you got? Yeah, let's go with Below.
0: So, as you guys know, several years ago, back when we were first getting this show going, back when we were talking about the Xbox One and the PS4, one of the big selling points for the Xbox One and A-Dub's heart was a tiny little roguelike by the name of Below. It was... Xbox One exclusive, took ages to finally make it to the shelves, but it did come out, did okay critically, uh, you know, and I just looked at it as if I'm ever going to get an Xbox, that's one of the first games I'm getting. Well, fortunately for my situation and possibly for yours, you don't have to get an Xbox. (laughs) Below is coming to PS4 later this year
2: yeah i I mean i think we we knew that it was a timed exclusive we were just weren't sure when that was coming but now that that has reached its mark you can get on that
0: (laughs) and not only can you get the game but they're adding a dungeon crawler mode or exploration mode and this is for the people who necessarily won't be into the survival mechanics of the game you'll be able to to just go around, explore, do some fighting, and enjoy the game for its core mechanics rather than
1: having to drink water, all the excess.
0: (laughs) Uh, The game's new mode, which is also coming to PC and the Xbox One version, is optimized to encourage exploration, Cappy said in its new release. Changes to survival, damage, and death mechanics have been tuned to be accessible for players who seek more of an action-adventure style of play. It was clear that many players were intrigued by the game's haunting underworld and rich atmosphere, but its difficulty made the game inaccessible to some. We hope to see new players get into Below and for seasoned players to revisit the isle and enjoy the game in a whole new way. So, the original, more challenging version of Below will still be playable, now
2: known as a mode called Survive. I mean... You you kind of like uh, shake your head, but at the same time, you welcome more options. I think it's similar in in the vein of the battle passes for Call of Duty. There are things that kind of like where we have our control issue stance, like in regards to loot boxes, um, but the developer. They Every now and then, they listen to the community, and they decide, hey, why not throw them a bone for the complainers, I should say, of the community. Let's give this a shot, see if they show up. Yeah, and so with this one, yeah, they decided, hey, let's put in a less punishing mode for the people who just want to experience this game uh, without being hindered by the gameplay mechanics that make this game what it is let's let's (laughs) allow people to brag about beating the game
0: without telling people they played it on explorer mode (laughs) oh yeah i beat
2: that it wasn't that bad like no you didn't (laughs) (laughs) Ass. yeah i hear a lot of people i mean and yeah, if the, if you have your options, I get it. Like there are people who like to play games in easy mode to say that they experienced it and then voice their opinions about it. But um, when you get to the point where you're demanding it, uh, I, I that's where I have my stance, where I stand my ground. But if the developer decides, a why not do this thing, and it might be even a way to uh, reinvigorate this, like the community of for this game. Uh, why not? I I can't fault them for that. <laughs> so needless to
0: say I'm looking forward to that you can expect copious updates and details from control issues once a finally gets his hands on below after long last
1: yes
2: uh let's move into the next topic of the week top topic of the week we got the playstation stores top downloads for january a dove oh, what
0: are people playing oh
2: I mean this is to lead off the the, the list um we discussed this company um r.i.p obviously but make that money while they can <laughs> number one on the list for january uh, for playstation stores top downloads number one going to grand theft auto 5 <laughs> nah it's, it's it's the end <laughs> uh, dan Hauser, he's not gonna write those online missions anymore <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna fall off the charts <laughs> number two oh another company that we we mentioned and uh their redemption story call of duty modern warfare nah Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yes,
0: yes, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: I'm glad people are buying that. Yeah, people had to get behind it. I'm I'm glad to see uh the anime's the, the anime Weave trash is, is doing well within this generation sales wise.
0: Yeah, I'm just waiting for that one breakthrough my hero game.
2: Number four, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt complete edition. Interesting. Number five the game that was dead in the water on arrival people said oh there's i'll never support this game and i'll never support this company because of their surprise mechanics it can't be star wars battlefront (laughs) (laughs) 2 i I thought you were gonna say anthem no star wars battlefront 2 higher than jedi fallen order i thought people want single player a dub Uh? i thought people don't like loot boxes a dub (laughs) Uh? <laughs> no, they, they got that overhaul for Battlefront two. It
0: got re reviewed with a slightly higher score, so enjoying that second life. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. good. I mean Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It did what it needed to do at the at
2: the box office per se. Yeah, as it was as we discussed last week, killing it sales wise, but getting it, up to near ten million. Yeah, it's nice to see um people had Basically, all the people had said that they would not support Star Wars Battlefront moving forward. The sales would say otherwise, and so people are still hopping on and playing this game and giving it a shot. Which is fantastic. Enjoy
0: games for what they are, not for who's behind them.
2: Mm -hmm. Number six, Madden NFL 20. We got seven, Minecraft. Eight, EA Sports UFC Uh, 3. How do those sell? Yeah, nine, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. All right. 10, Payday 2, Crime Wave Edition. <laughs> payday is bad. <laughs> Who's buying Payday? With, with a vengeance. If
0: you're out there playing Payday, buying Payday, waiting for the next Payday, I want you to... Chewing on a Payday. <laughs> I want you to drop a line to us. Let us know who you are. What is it that you enjoy about this game? I, I desperately want to know. We got to figure this out. There's an audience out there that has no voice they have no hero no champion please
2: step up and be that voice of the payday audience i mean when people say that there's not enough room for another one of these this within this genre you just look at there are people playing payday there there are enough gamers out there who are just playing anything and everything so to say that there's not enough of a community to get behind anything new as as represented here Day 2 still killing it
0: <laughs> and you kind of get a better idea of those weird little niche market segments when there are periods like right now when it's kind of slow on the big games so you know we just had Kakarot I don't know what else is coming out in the near future I know Final Fantasy 7 isn't coming out next month like it was originally slated to it's been pushed back to April uh Cyberpunk's been moved out of April so we've got Quite a bit of open space where people are just going to be playing whatever sparks their fancy. Like you know, I picked up Moonlighter, Darkest Dungeon. I think I also picked out picked up Overland. I still need to crack that open and play that. i Been very excited about it. You know, who, I, I might get in the torchlight too. Who knows? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff out there, so it's it's nice when the big games clear the field and you can see the games that don't get the shine yet their their fan bases still show up
2: uh this is 11 through 20 i'll run through these really quickly there we go nba 2k20 Mm. god of war Mm. need for (laughs) for speed heat i thought people don't like need for speed anymore Mm -hmm. tom clancy's rainbow six siege at the slot machines yeah (laughs) (laughs) red dead redemption 2 (laughs) r.i.p Rocket League still selling Resident Evil two, Elder Scrolls Five, Skyrim Special Edition. People are still buying Skyrim. And they're gonna keep making Skyrim. <laughs> oh no, not another one. Need for Speed payche- payback. <laughs> paycheck payback. <laughs> <laughs> paycheck. Payday.
0: <laughs> it's just the getaway portion of payday two.
2: <laughs> we got two Need for Speeds on this list. I thought people were done with Need for Speed. Mm. And then number twenty to close it off to round it out, Marvel Spider Man. Oh, Spider- still moving, man, Spider-Man. So no Death Stranding on this list. All right, the Productions Go. going into movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, I just list the top two PSVR games. Number one, Beat Saber. Number two, Super High. I think it's the same two games every month. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see... The two best
0: VR games.
2: Yeah. I, I wonder if they include it with the downloads, but it'll be interesting to see how uh, Firewall does now that it is uh, free on the, the PlayStation. On the PS Plus, yeah. as your grandfather might say. Mm-hmm. I got this game off the PS Plus. Off the PS Plus. Uh, free-to-play games, top two. Actually, you know, it's going top four. Number one, Fortnite 2, Darwin Project. Three... Cuisine Royale and number four, Apex Legends. (laughs) Is Cuisine
0: Royale like a realistic overcooked? Yes.
2: Like people just keep eating your food and then, like, once they stop eating it, you're out. (laughs) And then there's like critics.
0: Man, could you imagine like a restaurant simulator like that come on up we got we got surgeon simulator we got goat simulator we got truck simulator flight simulator how can how come we can't get restaurant simulator kitchen nightmare simulator get
2: get that e coli spinach
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um and then gordon ramsay presents <laughs> yeah the top two dlcs or expansions number one fortnite the wave breaker pack and number two kingdom hearts three that reman that reman <laughs> <laughs> the reman legends um yeah man of a damn <laughs> man of a dan legends <laughs>
0: everything legends. <laughs> legends
2: um yeah so yeah top playstation downloads grand theft auto 5 killing it still um let's stick with the playstation news uh we have we got we got website news adev oh what, what you got for that I don't have nothing for you guys. <laughs> all right, so this is a quick one because there's not much going on, but it is official. There is a PlayStation Five website. If you go to the page, it basically just asks for your info so that they can send you uh, updates when those updates are ready for you. They, they literally say like, "Oh, we've 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 released some news, but not all of the news. So now you now we have a page for you to come to. And while you're here, why don't you give us your info, and then we can send you advertisements." on awesome all things sony so yeah so look for that to be updated as more news trickles out as we find out the price of the ps5 uh, whenever the next event happens so yeah now there's a landing page for the playstation 5
0: and just in case you were wondering what cuisine royale is i looked it up for you the description on the playstation store says cuisine royale is a brutal multiplayer last man standing shooter with realistic weaponry mystic traps and demonic rituals.
2: Does it have anything to do with cuisine?
0: I don't believe. Oh, wait a second. Uh, you can craft and learn new seals, rituals, sweets, masks, gestures, tombstones, camera minions, functional underwear, and other useful cosmetic items. I don't think it has anything to do with cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> it's good so to know. overcooked has no competition. Yeah,
2: overcooked still the best.
0: The Cousine, best cooking game. <laughs> cuisine. Why would they use
2: that word? <laughs> You have no idea. Uh, Uh, Last topic of the week. Your boy Rod Ferguson has left Coalition. In case you don't
0: know who Rod Ferguson is, he was involved with the Gears of War franchise, worked on Gears
2: of War 5. Where is he going? He's going to Diablo. Uh Uh-oh. Whoa. (laughs) This is an early April Fool's joke. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah I mean um, once again as as we mentioned I, I kind of just don't really like these stories with Dan Hauser leaving Rod Ferguson moving over because all it is is speculation from this point on it's like well, what does this mean like is this, is this a bad thing or is this a good thing? The thing they've been working <laughs> on for several years
0: is suddenly going to change direction radically and become something different than what they showed
2: us yeah I mean from what we've seen there's actually like a decent amount of uh, gameplay footage of Diablo 4 so it looks like that game is pretty cemented in what it needs to be and what it wants to do um there might maybe he might have some insight as to maybe things moving forward as like they add in seasons and the further development of that game or maybe he just says hey i'm I'm gonna just focus on this mobile game that we got going on over here
0: exactly he might just take a back seat and watch how things go only stepping in when there's pressing matters or major issues because like you said the project is pretty far along it's and as I've said, it's not suddenly going to become something that it wasn't already going to be. That's just not how development works.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, best of luck to him. Hopefully, he brings a positive influence to the company and the team. They could use some help. And to make better games. <laughs> long as it make better games. Uh, you got anything
2: else before we get out of here? Adele? I am all out of topics of the week. Top topics of the week. <laughs> You have any final words before we get out of here? Well,
0: you know, as I noted during the the top PSN download segment, we're in a lull right now, so take this time to branch out, try things that you normally wouldn't. Uh, there are flash sales going on. You got the Bioshock collection up on PS Plus. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of stuff you could be enjoying right now, and you got plenty of time before the heavy hitters start trickling in. Because I know once Final Fantasy comes around. Just the mind share of the gaming community is going to be completely consumed. So get in where you fit in and make it worth your while.
2: Well this is Control Issues. I am the AM.
1: See? And this is A. And this is AH. And this is Ada. Sucker. Second. Second.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <yes. laughs> Control the shoes!